Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Episode 166 of the Brian's World Live podcast. I'm your host, Brian James, author and radio host here on the East Coast. Baltimore to be to the exact what it do, what it do. What's happening? Welcome uh, to another episode and happy Wednesday to you and yours. Sending peace, blessings and love to everyone you rotate with, including yourself. <laughs> Today's episode is the 2 a.m. episode and we're joined by an artist who has yet another empowering story of a journey that began in Cincinnati, where he's from, continue in Atlanta, and has allowed him to work with the likes of people like Ty Dolla Sign, um, and even his latest record, he's worked with T Grizzly. And after hearing this conversation, you'll understand that humility is the secret to his success, and just how valuable perseverance can be. Without further ado, please welcome the homie, Sincerely Vo, on episode 166. The blue light is on, baby. It's 2 a.m., let's go. It's Brian's world. We're the most different right here. Two and two in the morning. Morning. All right, folks. So um, let's actually start with Cincinnati because yeah, I, I was on the radio in Indianapolis for two years, and while I was there, I was taking trips to Cincinnati because my uncle, he's the team doctor for the Bengals, and. Nice. Uh, like I would always come in there and just want and just wonder more about the city. You know what I mean? So, what was life like growing up in Cincy? Um, I guess I would say for somebody like myself, you know, um, mm. Cincinnati it carries its own reputation. Mm-hmm. You know, as far as the inner city and all the street politics and stuff like that. But you know, fortunately enough, my parents, you know, they moved my older brother and myself out of those hoods and those circumstances. And so I really grew up in the suburbs, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, going to high school, public school, it was still rough. You still get a, a mixture of personalities as far as, you know, kids going, people coming from different neighborhoods and stuff like that. But, you know, also a lot of my friends that I grew up with, you know, they, they still lived in those, you know, areas, the rougher areas and things of that nature. So I was one of those guys that didn't necessarily grow up in the hood, but I was always in the hood and kicking huh. it with my friends and stuff like yeah. that. So um, ultimately, you know, I graduated high school and I went to college in Kentucky, um, you know, and ended up back in Cincinnati. Okay. Uh, my, my college career was kind of short lived. And, you know, coming back to Cincinnati is more of a young adult at that point around 18, 19. You get you kind of get the experience more of, you know, the nightlife and going out to the clubs and like I tell everybody when I travel, you know, we do have a, a nice scene here in Cincinnati as far I as agree. our downtown area. Yeah. You know, our skyline is dope. We got the Ohio River right across from Newport on the levee. You know, we got a lot of new businesses coming to Cincinnati and, um, mm. you know, a lot of uh, construction they've done and, you know, kind of turned a lot of things around. So I would say if you've never been to Cincinnati before, man, you should definitely pay a visit. Um, come and hang out. Nice bars, uh, nice clubs, nice scenery. And that's just one of the things, you know, my, my peers and I, we discuss a lot of the times, you know, wanting to reverse that negative connotation that being from Cincinnati kind of carries. Because, you know, we've had a lot of incidents, you know, take place in the city as far as like being on First 48 all the time or, you know, a few years ago, you know, what happened with T.I. and his friend when he came to Cincinnati and did a show, you know, rest in peace to his friend. And, mm. you know, we just kind of that negativity kind of just carries. So whenever you tell somebody, you know, I'm from Cincinnati, they all the nasty natty you know it's like but and granted you definitely be careful and you know where you're surrounded when you come here to certain areas but for the most part man we on the up and up it's, it's a lot of money here it's the midwest you know a, a lot of people bring their tours through here but nobody necessarily comes to hang and you know do meet and greets and stuff like that but i yeah. warn everybody to you know we fans of everybody it's the midwest you know what i'm saying so definitely come through we'll show yeah. up 
Yeah, and, and it's dope to hear that you're on the positive side of it. Like, you know, in terms of like just trying to build your city up and, you know, build build it up in a good light. You know what I mean? Like, you, you're trying to help out, you know. Now, personally, I, I, I enjoyed Cincinnati. Now, granted, I was coming in town for games and bouncing, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, I right. enjoyed it. Even times when I was just driving around, you know. So, you know, I, I kind of err more on the side of I actually um, – Actually, you know, I've never really paid too much attention to the negative side of of Cincinnati. You know, things people would say. So, you know, it's interesting. But like, what 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 has it taught you? Like, like what has that done for your life growing up in Cincy? It's a great question, actually. Um, one thing I would say, especially going to Atlanta and living in Atlanta for the past three years, I would say mm-hmm. one thing uh, that Cincinnati definitely taught me is to just be real. Right? We got a mm-hmm. tough crowd here, and so trying to come up as a creative or an entrepreneur introducing new ideas you know you have to really be on top of your your stuff you know what i'm saying for yeah. people to actually respect you it's a respect driven city you know we don't have the lights camera action we don't have the industry we don't have the infrastructure you know so a lot of the things is just you know it's raw hustling mm-hmm. it's raw yeah it's just that so we mm-hmm. you know we go to places like atlanta or miami or, you know to try our hand at the actual industry but when you hear and you coming up you got to be dope, you know, and I, I would say that's something that it really instilled in me. Like I took my craft so seriously mm. to the to the point that I felt like I have to go to Atlanta and find out if I'm really as good as I feel like I am. Because Cincinnati, you know, I, I feel like I had them at a point, you know, but it, it's so tough. You 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 accomplish all the local accolades and you mm. hit all the platforms, you do all the shows, you get to the point to where you feel like you should be paid for your presence and features and things mm-hmm. of that nature. But you know, I started to realize it was more, you know, but to answer your question, Cincinnati just, you know, really teaches you to be real and really stand on your own square. I see you've been doing a lot of work, bro. You've you've been doing a lot. You know, you, you've been I looked over your press kit and everything and just, you know, all the, the credits and things that you have. And, you know, I guess my question is, you know, did did visions of that begin in Cincinnati? Like, were you thinking of that as you was coming up in Cincinnati? Did you know this was going to happen? To be honest, no. Um, mm. <laughs> like, I started out as an artist in Cincinnati, you know, and um, mm-hmm. it's kind of how I gained notoriety, just locally released to music on SoundCloud, like everybody, you know, the typical <laughs> yeah. artists come up, you know, and put my first EP out, got a kind of, you know, cool response, dropped a few singles. Mm-hmm. And um, I really wanted to go to Atlanta and get signed to a label. That was my whole thing. Like, I had an experience back in 2016. Uh, to where I went to New York. I had a, my first label meeting ever was with RCA Records. So I went wow. to Manhattan with my homie and, you know, it was a great experience. So um, just, I guess, going to Atlanta and um, becoming a songwriter is what I didn't expect. You know, yeah. um, you know, a person asked me after listening to some of my personal records, uh, had I ever considered songwriting. And like I said, being from Cincinnati, we, we don't do that, like ghostwriting mm-hmm. and all that. So I'm mm-hmm. like, nah. Like, I never thought about it. And they was like, you should actually look into that, you know? And I'm like, okay, well, I kind of start getting my hands in it. And um, I found my my first successes with a, a local artist in New York. I mean, not a local artist, an uh, independent artist uh, in New York uh, mm. that had a label situation. And I introduced some records to his label, and they they bought my songs. They went so I was like, That's what's you, up. Know, hmm. you know, and so just going from there, starting to go to these studios and I guess changing my perspective, I'm sorry if you hear that motorcycle. You good? Um, you good? From from changing my perspective from being an artist in these sessions to more of a songwriter and sitting in and writing, you know, that's how I kind of across the opportunity 
uh, for the top dollar sign placement. And I think yeah. that's what kind of solidified it for me. Like, this is a whole different ball game now for me because when I got here, I had the mentality of an artist, you know, but Atlanta definitely introduced me to the songwriting side of the business. And um, it's been my passion ever since, I guess, for the past, what, two and a half years? Yeah, yeah. Man, I mean, accolades like working with Ty Dollar Sign. I mean, that you in the zone with it, you know? Um, now, my, my thing is, um, in terms of being a songwriter, um, what are some of the things that you've learned in terms of dealing with other artists along the way? Um, I would say one of the more important things that I've learned is authenticity. Mm. You know, when you get in the rooms and you get the opportunity to write for people or even if it's an indirect situation to where they just want you to write something and send off to a celebrity artist or just another label artist or whatever. Mm. Um, you know, I've gotten a, a lot of good feedback um, or criticism, I should say, from, you know, some individuals I've been blessed enough to work with. And they always just tell me, be authentic, because I have this thing right to where if they say, oh, we writing a song for Trey songs, right? Like I can write a song like that sounds practically just like him, you know? Mm. And so when I'm doing this, I started getting this feedback, like, yo, like they don't want you to do that. <laughs> like, you know, it's cool, but be you, you know, wow. they looking for the next wave, you know, they don't want to do nothing. They already done. They don't want to say anything. They already said, you know, you hitting the ad libs and the harmonies is just like Trey and this, is, but he don't like that, mm. you know? So I think that's one of the most important things that I've learned is, authenticity and so since i've been more in that mindset when i create in the studio or just doing what i would do you know my records they start flying off the shelf so because mm, you get in your pocket you get in your zone yeah you ain't trying to be nobody and else that's what's up yep, that's what it boiled down to essentially work ethic mm. is something also uh because like they say you get way more no's than you do yeses and you know being a songwriter you have to get in this mode to where you can produce Mm -hmm. records you know people want packs they want you know content you know so mm -hmm. when you get these opportunities you don't want to just be sending over one song or you know one, you got to be prompt and punctual and they send you a pack i try to have three four five songs back the next day if i can mm -hmm. you know um and, and quality at that you know and so i got to the point to where i wanted to work so hard i knew i couldn't rely on just going to the studio and booking sessions no more you know, and, and I also felt like it was hustling backwards. So with me being so passionate about the music industry, I went and bought my own studio setup mm. and I taught myself how to use Pro Tools so I could record myself and, and heighten my workload, you know, so I can just bet on myself. And then again, like I said, it's one of the best decisions I ever made is investing oh, in my yeah. own studio setup, you know. And yeah. now that I know how to use it, I got a few homies out in L.A., you know, shout out my homie Cujo, send me a template, you know. And so my sound is crazy and I can just, I cut records when I want. And, mm. you know, I think becoming a songwriter really uh, taught me that ethic of, you know, being able to put out and execute mm. and perform, you know, essentially because everybody's submitting songs, you know, but they, they, they like to work with the guys that's executing, like that understand the mission, like, you know, we writing for these artists. We need these type of songs, these type of hooks. And, you know, having my own setup and being able to be critical of myself and my own comfort of my own home, you know, and just working relentlessly at it. You know, I've gotten so good at, um, you know, rapping, singing, writing for females, writing for guys, any genre, pop, R&B, Afro beats, you know, because I Jesus. love music. So it's like I've, I can write anything, country songs like, you know, I just love music. So work ethic is definitely uh something else that 
you know, becoming a songwriter taught me, um, you know, just having to be diverse and, like I said, professional. And it's more of a business aspect to the industry as opposed to being an artist. You kind of just get to walk around and flaunt your stuff and, you know, be who you are and everybody follow you around with cameras and that's cool. You perform. But being a songwriter is like you in the you in the game. <laughs> you yeah, know, you yeah. you negotiate the factory for real. And trying to yeah, you're trying to figure out what's my splits gonna be and you know, the publishing and the royalties and you know, you really gotta be a part of that entire process as opposed to an artist that's signed to a label that kinda just got a machine, they handle all that for mm-hmm. them. You know, but as an independent songwriter, that's another thing I had to learn. It's the business. You mm-hmm. know, it's like can't just be out here, you know, shopping records and you know getting blindsided when you sit at the table for negotiations because the producer got to get his 50 and then a celebrity got to get cut in and then a feature get cut in. Then the person that put the play together gets cut in. And then if it's any other writers and then it'll be you. Man, like, nah. you know, and then it's like, oh, man, I wrote, but, I, but I wrote the song though. <laughs> yeah, right. The song though. Right. So right. the business panned out like that and I had to learn that in a crash course way. You know, so I would say top three things, authenticity, work ethic, and the business is what becoming a songwriter has taught me essentially. Okay, so how many records do you do you work on a week, I would say, on average? Um, on a good week. Yeah. If I just kinda lock in and get it popping, mm-hmm. I can do like two, three, four songs a day. It's so like you, at you this really point, got it down yeah, to a science. At this point. And and I say at this point because it's been years. Right. <laughs> so right. Uh, you know, so you at this back. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, just kind of being tapped in with the culture, man, seeing how everybody move and how they talking, you know, traveling a lot more than I did when I was younger, mm-hmm. you know, and just being able to see life from a a, a a bunch of different spectrums, you know what I'm saying? I'd have been through things myself and you know, my homies, we all grown now, and so you got all these experiences and I can just pull energy from so many different sources at this point. So it kind of just translates in my writing process. It's just kind of like, it just come to me at this point. I like that. I, and what I really respect about it is the research aspect of it for real. Cause you don't, like I've, we've never heard that before. We've never heard how important it is to do the, the research of it. You know, you talking about travel and you know, different things that have helped create who you are today. I think that's dope. I think that's fire. Were you ever resistant against that? Against, you know, kind of what the process has done to you and where the process has brought you? Like, were you ever resistant against it? No, man. I think, you know, the more mature I became as a creative, I started to understand that it was necessary. But Mm. just like growing up in the Midwest, Mm. it's kind of like living in a glass ceiling, you know? So it's like, we didn't even know. Like, you know, a lot of the times you just kind of hear you doing your thing and a lot of people never even realize. That's Mm. why a lot of us never make it, you know what I'm saying? But I was... I kind of had that that realization like man it got to be more you know it got to be like somewhere is people getting famous there's some people somewhere it ain't happening here you know we had adrian bronner he did his thing in the yeah. boxing world and we had a few different people you know do this and do that but nobody really made it in a way that and so when i started to realize that that's kind of what warranted me to say you know what you gotta spread your wings bro and you gotta go uh-huh. <laughs> you know and so i moved to atlanta on a dollar and a drink no I was network, about to say, like, no how did nothing. that go? Like, did you just jump and dip or? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, t- 2018, they said, you know what? Out of here. Can you walk me through that moment of when you knew that, that that's what was going to happen? I mean, vaguely, it was like I said, you know, I, it, it was to a point like in 2018, I had done a lot of things in Cincinnati, you know, um, like accolade-wise, you know, from being on radio to being in all the local magazines, winning mm-hmm. competitions, going to RCA records, putting out an EP and having 50, 60,000 streams, just independent promo. 
you know, doing all these things. And I just start realizing like, man, it's not bearing the results, mm. you know? And I'm like, it has to be like, I feel like if I was somewhere else doing the same stuff, like I would be in a different position. And so me looking at the industry online and seeing all these other guys popping and they say they are artists and they really don't have a nine to five and they really having these things that they say they have in and you know, or from what it seems. And so when I realized I was becoming one of those guys walking around screaming, I'm the best artist in Cincinnati. Or I got Ohio uh, nominated for best male vocalist at Ohio hip hop awards. And mm. you know, I'm and, and, and when I, it's like, none of it matters. Like the magazines you've been in none of, and not that it does, I don't want to discredit like my city and what they're trying to do, you I know, and the infrastructure they're trying to build, but it's like, you know, it wasn't amounting to nothing. So I guess that mentality, like, kind of, you know, pushed me over that ledge and said, you know, Atlanta six hours down the road, you know, and I got a, I got a baby and everything. I had a seven year old daughter at the time. She's 10 now, you know, but I had to just kind of, man, listen, like, I want to be able to provide a certain lifestyle for her, yeah. you know, and Cincinnati is not granting me the opportunities to do that. Like, I feel like if I stay here, I'm going to just be another one of those stories, you know, because I'm not being heard. So, I, I just shoved off, man, to the, to the yeah. A. When I got there, um, I was I was going to try to uh, help a friend, right? Um, a guy that I knew from Cincinnati who had also moved to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was working on a pro uh, uh, um, platform, you know, developing very early stages. And he, you know, essentially asked me to help him. And so that situation, you know, he was supposed to kind of provide all this opportunity to make money and stuff like that. And so... Long story short, it was a lot of smoke and mirrors, right? And so yeah. it, it resulted in a very bad situation. You know, he didn't have his rent money. Like, we got evicted, mm -hmm. you know, and ended up living in a hotel. So mm -hmm. I had, to, like, we really had to make a decision. And I say we because I, my girlfriend at the time, um, you know, we had to make a decision. And I told her, like, yo, we can either move back home or we can stay down here and thug it out. Like, you know, mm -hmm. and, and really, you know, pull it off. Like, say what we, we going to do. We said we was going to do, like, and so we decided to stay, you know, and mm. we just start learning the area. You know, we were staying in the travel lodge on the south side of Atlanta in the hood. Like, you know, found a little job, start working and saving money. I start hustling and doing everything I had to do, yeah. you know, to really get ourselves in a position to really get our feet on the ground and say, all right, Atlanta, like we here. You know what I'm saying? And I think the whole first year, 2018 and 2019 was like that, you know, and then 2019 to 2020, you know, we kind of start getting a little foundation. And then I would say from 2020 to 2021, that's why I started piping up. Right. Man, dog. First of all, congratulations, yo. Just your perseverance, bro. Your persistence, man. And to be able to lead that whole situation like that, too. Like, that's inspirational sure. to hear, bro. Because we, we find ourselves in some tough situations a lot, you know. And, and you took a tough situation and leveled up and just kept bossing up and like you said you, you know it, you're still trending upwards you know so I, th I think that's that's dope man so I, I appreciate you sharing that with, with us too oh, no problem man I appreciate the time yeah man yeah man um the thoughts of fear that may have been circling your mind at this time you know or or you know just getting into Atlanta like what did you do with those voices because I, I know you you had some right i mean i feel like it's human yeah absolutely you know mm -hmm. and I, I i just remember um standing out on a balcony at a travel lodge sometimes like just like yo, like you went too deep you right know, like I how did know, i get here i don't <laughs> yeah like i don't know nobody mm -hmm. like you know 
we got people knocking on the hotel door and stuff. you know it was crazy so like we really had those moments and having those nervous breakdowns and emotional roller coaster moments and i really just had to allow it to fuel the, the fire and i know that sounds cliche but really like i just had to say well we here now you know and i'm not going home empty-handed you know and then having to go against all the things and know what people were saying when i left and oh you a deadbeat dad you're leaving your daughter and you know, mm. you you know, it's wasting your time, you know, or you, you'll be back in a few months and all this type of stuff. And so I'm like, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't let all those people be right, first of all. And, you know, I know I came down here to, um, you know, achieve a certain level of success. And I just started to convert all the negative thoughts into positivity and look at them instead of, you know, issues more or less like obstacles and say, okay, mm. well, if this is just another obstacle, then let's find a way to get over this obstacle. You know, I'm not going to allow it to stop me. And so, you know, that's kind of how I got over that. Wow. And you kept your eyes on the bigger picture, basically. Absolutely. I love it, man. I love it. Well, yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad that uh, you, you, you sidestepped all of that and we here to talk today. You got any, uh, anything new you dropping off with us? Uh, yeah, man. Um, I definitely wanted to shout out Hitman Holler and uh, the Incredible Records team over there with Nick Cannon and the guys. Mm. Uh, my most recent release, I had a, a big feature, a great opportunity to um, do a song with Hitman Holler and T Grizzly. Yeah, that uh, video was fire too, bro. My bad, that video was fire. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, I appreciate it, bro. It, mm -hmm. I mean, it was it was just a dope experience. So you know, Control the Room, Hitman Holler featuring T Grizzly and myself, sincerely vote. Um, check that out on YouTube and all streaming platforms. You know, and like you said, the video, man, is a funny story behind that video. Oh, we and, ready. Uh, we ready. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was crazy because the whole the whole process of me ending up on that song in itself was just kind of a blessing, right? So, um, as a songwriter, I was introduced to Chuck, um, who's Hitman Holler's manager, and uh, you know he reached out and you know was asking me to just kind of write hooks or whatever, right? They had already picked up another one of my songs for a different project, and so he's like, "Yo, Hit got this song with T Grizzly. We need a hook." So he sent me the song, I wrote a hook, I sent it back, and you know, it was really for Hitman Holla. And so, you know, they like, yo, we like this, so we just gonna keep you on a song, right? Mm. And so I'm like, and I'm like, word, <laughs> like, now mind you. <laughs> I'm with that. That's Hitman Holla and T Grizzly, you know, it's like, yeah. so, you know, these type of features and stuff is crazy budget or whatever like that. So for them to decide that, you know, I'm just kind of rolling with it. I'm like, mm. all right, cool. So, you know, a few weeks go by, they said we gonna shoot a video whenever Grizz free up, cause you know, his album was about to drop around the top. Mm -hmm. So our initial release date, they had to push it back and everything like that. But then, you know, drop of the time one day, Chuck texts like, yo, we shooting a video in L.A. in two days. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I'm like, damn, you know, I ain't nobody. So I ain't I just hop on no PJ and beat it. You know, yeah. got to do all this. So I'm like, all right, word. And so we, you know, did the whole politics thing. And they like, well, it's kind of last last minute. You know, we kind of just going to wing it or whatever like that. So if you can make it, you can make it. But if not, you will shoot it without you respect Dang. you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. And so it was kind of one of them do at that moments for me and it was you know i called my guy cosmo baron and um you know that part of my admin team in new way music based in chicago so i called him like yo i think they're trying to shoot this video we gotta go like we mm. gotta there's no way i'm not there's no way that i'm not going to get in this yeah, video you, with that's the opportunity you know bro saying? yeah absolutely so we looked up the plane tickets man booked the rooms booked the rental got on the plane we did got out there to la same day, touchdown, went in a hotel, changed clothes, went to the video shoot, did that all day, slept, and went right back to Atlanta the next day. The next day. 
Yeah. Dang. So it was a one twenty four hour day in LA, man. It was my first time ever being on the West Coast. Mm. You know, meeting those guys and working with them and being on set with them and stuff. It was cool, man. It was a like I said, a blessing. So, you know, a lot of people was kind of heckling because they, you know, for whatever reason, I don't know, but they didn't put my name in the title of the song when it got released. Mm, mm. And so a lot of people were like, oh, political this and political that. But, you know, God's honest truth. Like Hitman Holler, man, one of the coolest guys, most humble, you know, celebrity types, you know, real yeah. down to earth, real humble. Him, Grizz was cool. You know, we was kind of, uh, we didn't really speak a lot. You know, he was shooting a um, vlog and all type of other stuff he was working so mm. you know but both of them guys man it was extra cool chuck the whole incredible team nick cannon was there when i got there i didn't get to meet nick but you know other than that those guys they were it was a dope experience man i had a lot of fun shooting that video yeah like when you when you think about that moment or, or you know that just that whole trip and all of that like like how how often do you think about it and what comes to mind when you think about it like what, what type of feelings do you get um, I still think about it often because for me, it's like a milestone, right? So mm -hmm. I, I look at the game like, you know, you playing a game on PS4, Xbox One and you save it at a certain point. Mm -hmm. So whenever you turn the game back on, you kind of just pick up where you left off. And so for me, that's my highest point like right now. That's the peak of my career. So the video just reached 500,000 views. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I'm promoting it. I think I'm the only one promoting it at this point. But because for me, <laughs> like I said, it's, 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 the, it's it, you know, my... Um, my biggest accolade right now putting in that work too man i got to you know hitman holla he just battled calico so he just did a big battle mm -hmm. um you know t grizzly like i said his album dropped and he got his own thing going on but for me you know i think about it every day mm -hmm. <laughs> because I, I have to find a way to capitalize from it you know and not in a cloud chasing type of way but you know it's a legitimate thing that i feel like i accomplished this based off of hard work you know um mm. i didn't know those guys you know and just me like i said before work ethic um you know and running into these guys and having the opportunity to even submit a hook you know and you know and then them accept it and then they like it so much they keep me on the song and so for me it's a lot of confirmation in it and so i think about it to keep myself motivated like to that. say you you really did that like you really did that on your own like you know mm. and nobody helped you you know so I try to keep it at the forefront of my mind, to be honest, not too much to where it, it, it distracts me from what's next or where it hinders me to where I feel like I made it or nothing because I, I don't. So it's like, it's really just the biggest coal in my fire right now. Yeah. So I just keep it burning as bright as I can until, you know, the next one comes and we, we gonna kill the next one, so. I like it. It's like it's like a North Star or it's, a, or it's like something just, it keeps that gas in you. Just a reminder Absolutely. of where you've been to set you up for where you're going to go. Um, and, and speaking of that, like when you're writing these records from this point on, you know, is it still writing for others or are you doing some writing for yourself as well? Like, like how, how does that work? Um, I try to find a balance between the two now because since mm -hmm. I've been home and reconnected to my roots, like I said, when I was here before going to Atlanta, I was an artist. So naturally, you know, being back home, everybody's like, oh, go back. And they more want this artist. They booking me for shows and they want me to get back out here and do these things. So, you know, I, I, when I when I go to record, I try to split my time and say, okay. Cause like I said, I've also been through a lot, you know, and since mm -hmm. I've been back home, you know, I, the girl I moved to Atlanta with, we broke up, you know, wow. so she, she stayed in Atlanta. I'm back at home and, okay. you know, a manager I had at the time, you know, I had to fire him. He stole money from me in a deal. And, you know, so I've been through so much, like I have my own story that I still want to express through my music. So um, I try to find a balance. Even when I am submitting songs to other artists, 
I'll still sprinkle my own story in there because I, I, I'm real keen on relatability. Mm-hmm. So I try to make the stories as real and, like I said, as authentic as possible because I feel like even when they hear it, if they can relate or if they've been through it and I'm writing from such an original perspective that you might have never even heard before, but you relate to it so much that you pick the record up. So I guess it's just really a balanced thing for me right now. All of this, all of this is... Uh kind of been on your shoulders has has music been kind of your escape from that would you say absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. music is a form of escapism you know and um I, I i don't take that lightly i put everything into my music it's like you said for me my music is my north star so um it leads my life you know and it, it takes me on this journey and i meet people along the way and i try to bring people with me along the way but I have no intentions on stopping music ever. So mm. um, it helps me cope with everything at this point. I like it, man. I like it, dude. Well, yeah, man, I wish you the absolute best, brother. The absolute best. Do I enjoy talking to you, man? I think you got to, I don't know, you just, it's just something in your spirit, man. Like you, I feel like you all the way present in, in your moment. And um, you have your eyes open on whatever God has for you around the corner. You know what I mean? So you know, just sending you the best, dude. No, I appreciate it, man. I really appreciate it. Um, like I said, gratitude for the opportunity sharing your platform with me, bro. And um, I'm looking forward to what we can do in the near future. Yes, sir. Go ahead and uh, plug your socials and everything, too. Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Like I said, my name is Sincerely Vote. If you ain't know, now you know. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, iTunes, Sincerely, V-O underscore Sincerely Vote. Yes, sir. Out of Cincinnati. <laughs> Um, yes, indeed. I'm, I'm, I'm make sure we post the link to uh, to the video as well in the uh, in the de- in the episode description. So if you want to check that out, all you gotta do is just look at your phone, tap in, and just tap the link, and you're good to go. Perfect. I in- appreciate you, man. Indeed, man. God bless you, dude. Take it easy. Likewise. Talk to you. All right. Don't go nowhere. I'm coming to see you. And y'all don't want no problems. It's Brian's World Live. Live. Live.